0: Welcome, everyone. You are now in a safe place where we converse, explore, reflect, connect, and deep dive into our inner world together so we can uplift ourselves and our lives. My name is Astuti Marto Sudirjo. I am your host, and this is Uplift My Life Today, the podcast. Welcome back to this episode of Uplift My Life Today, the podcast. Today's topic is something that is so important for me, which is friendship and joining me today. three wonderful people. We are here to reflect together what friendship is for us and how it has played a, a role in our lives and how we actually nurtured and some lessons that we get from it over the years. I would like to welcome Constantine, Julie and Jordan into this beautiful space. Welcome everyone. Hello. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Hello. Thank you, Asuti.
0: It's a great honor to have you here. So, just to introduce you well to everyone, would you say a couple of words about yourself and an image or emotion that came up to you when you think about friendship?
2: Okay, so I will start. My name is Constantine. I'm based in London. I am a founder of a startup called Good Life Sorted, which is a marketplace connecting. Elderly people with vetted neighbors, and uh, for me the image that comes to mind is wine in the middle of the night, and um, yeah, I've connected you know friendship with wine. Uh, it needs to be nighttime mainly, and um, uh, and a sense of uh, revelation, where epiphanies. So this is mm. the feeling I get when I think of friendship.
0: Beautiful.
1: Hi, my name is Jordan. I'm based in Singapore. Um, Well, generally Southeast Asia because Singapore is quite transient place. I'm Indonesian. Uh, I am a recovering type A or go-getter, they call it. And now I'm reinventing myself as a life and leadership coach uh, or executive coach. Uh, I used to be in tech industries. And I think I remain one to be connected in the tech industries. An image that came out to me as a friendship is the Winnie the Pooh. And Winnie actually has a very profound sort of like saying, he says, don't walk behind me. I may not lead. Don't walk in front of me. I might not follow. Just walk beside me and be my friend. And I think that quotes very um, resonate with me and then still ring so true and so strong with me. And I will always remember how many times that when I get low and then sort of like fail and then feel so shit that my friend's always there for me.
0: Wonderful. Thank you for that. And Julie.
3: Hi, Estudi. Thank you. So my name is Julie Grawell. I live in Zurich, Switzerland um, for since 20 years, originally Malaysian-Australian. I am now in the corporate. I'm still in the corporate world, uh, working as a project manager. And for me, when I think of a friendship, the feeling that I get is one of one of warmth and coziness. I don't know if that's a feeling or a perception, but it's that's that's how I feel that sense of connection and and coziness and togetherness with with an individual or um, or group uh, of individuals. So,
0: thank you. So, I just say a few words. Uh, I'm Astuti, based in Zurich. When I hear the word friendship, it's a feeling also for me and it's warmth and safe. So for me, friendship, I associate friendship with safety. Safety is very a, a prominent topic in my life, basically, and friendship is contributed to that a lot. So thank you for sharing that. When any of you realize that friendship is a very important aspect or important part of your life,
3: um, I realized it, I think, when I moved to Switzerland. Okay. So I was about, uh, this is yeah, 20, 20 years ago, and I moved here, and obviously I didn't know anybody. or I had, I had one friend, actually, uh, from school who had married a Swiss person, and she was the only person I knew here. Um, and the first few weeks I stayed with her, and then after that I moved out on, on my own. And she was married, so she was in a different stage of life. And I was single and you know, looking to explore and find out more about the city. And and I realized I needed to, the importance of having friends, you know, I needed to, I was in this strange new place. And if I didn't actually establish friendships, I wouldn't, I actually probably wouldn't survive or wouldn't, wouldn't enjoy living here uh, mm. for very long. So that, I think was the first time. So I was, I was in my late 20s at the time. That was when I actually realized how important friends were to mm-hmm. whether I thrived in this place or not. Mm-hmm. So it became very obvious then. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And be- because before that, you know, you have friends from school and you, you don't really think about it. But then here suddenly I was I moved to a new country and I was more or less completely by myself. Mm -hmm. So other than this friend who lived in 20 minutes away, but it wasn't somebody, as I said, she was in a different stage of life. So, um, and I thought, well, if I don't go out and start making friends, not going to make it all alone here. Exactly. (laughs) So that was when I realized how important friendship was.
1: Yeah.
2: I would say when I was probably 10, 11 years old, when uh, I was living uh, in Athens with my family, and then we moved to another town. Mm. So back then, I had a friend. And of course, when I was 10 years old, I didn't realize you know, how important he was for me. And so when we moved, I actually missed him. and I mm. um, And I remember this as a small loss. But of course, when we were friends. I I didn't realize that, you know, for me, it was a very natural thing to do. And I think I realized the importance of friendship when I lost the friend. Actually, I haven't met him since. And now lately, I've been trying to track him down to find him (laughs) a bit hard uh, to find. But yes, I'm on a mission to find him again.
0: I hope you can find him.
2: Yes, I hope so too.
1: I think I would like to be a little bit sort of specific here. I think I I realized the importance of Peers when I was a kid, like, I think, you know, like those peers of ours, and they become peer pressures and they become like group social groups. When I was little, I think it was just part of like this survival of like a social animal we are. But the real friendship, friendship that I truly treasure, I think I realized that when I was, start, when I started working, when you were in college, when you were studying in school, it seems to be deep, by default you have friends because you mm-hmm. go through to things together. When you start working, your colleagues do not necessarily mean your friends and, and your friends, they work in different settings. So you kind of like separate it, right? And then that's, you realize you recalibrate who are my friends when, who are always available whenever I need them in different stage of life or different stage of the month or the year that you want to share with outside working. Because when you start working, your time is pretty much already <laughs> like hostage by the company or institution that you work for. I think that's when I was 22 and I realized, you know, friends are really important to me. And that's how I invested my time and energy in friendship. And then I have friends that I've still kept in touch and meet, remain my closest friends since I was working about yeah, a decade ago.
0: What I'm hearing here is that you realize friendship is important when there are two elements here, right? One is when there's a big change. So you move into the smaller town, you work, and <laughs> you move country. And second thing is Konstantinos in your case, you realize when you didn't have that person anymore. And and then I also capturing on Jordan what Jordan was saying is there are a lot of people that we consider friends. That I, I associate this. And I think probably Greek also, because we are very social. We have a lot of friends, but do we really have friendship? I think that's the main question that I have in my mind now. For each of you. What are the consideration points that distinguish friends or connections or acquaintances or colleagues or social friends with friends' friends? For you, what is that definition?
2: I would just a bit brainstorm a few things. Yes, sure. Not in a very structured way. So yes, um, there are the people you do things with and sometimes you misunderstand these people as friends. So you may go to play football or go to the shops and a lot of people call them friends, but I don't think they're necessarily friends. They could be, but not necessarily. I think for me, friends have... This one element, which is you share with them things that you don't share with other people, that mm. you consider maybe a bit dark, and you share things that you feel other people would judge you on, and these people won't judge you. So I think there's this element that defines friendship. Another way to put it is where you feel that you are yourself 100%, mm. you're not hiding anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And usually these are very few people, and usually normally there should be not that many people, not more than five. These are the uh, these are the core friends, I would say. And then you have different types of friends. You still can call them friendship, I guess. You know, maybe friendship has different levels. Maybe right,
0: I right. I was also thinking that as I was, as you were saying, this is it's more of the level of the depth of the 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 relationship, probably that has. Variation yes hmm. any other thoughts yeah.
1: Oh, yeah so just to to build up on that, um, I think that I met some people who I built friendships so short of amount of time, but I still consider very deeply close with. I think the depth is one of the variable here, determining variable, depth can be. I guess, determined by a function of disclosures and vulnerability and authenticity. So I think those three things are so important to me. I think a lot of my close friends have known me as my authentic self and have disclosed a lot between two of us or, or among of us what we want to disclose to each other about our authentic uh, self and also our uh, our vulnerabilities and our mistakes, our secrets, our, our fears, right? I think those are the people that I think can have this depth or conversation and it's not necessarily a function of time, but it might be also it's a function of activities. Um, like what kind of activities that allow for that kind of conversations? I think that's the other things, conversation. Mm. If there is no meaningful deep conversations. I don't think friendship can go further than anything than just like, you know, people to do something together with either dinner mm. or lunch or like sports or even work at work or we normally call us colleagues. Uh, I think that will be my, um, Sort of like take in how I define my friendship.
3: Mm. Yeah, and I would I would agree with I think what both uh, uh, Constantine and uh, John have said. Um, Aristotle I think defines three levels of friendship. He said there's friendship for friends for use, you know, that are useful. Uh, friends for pleasure and friends for for good. So mm. friends for use meaning you know they serve a purpose like you. Yeah, there is some kind of utility function Um, you you have them because they serve whatever need you have then friends for pleasure are people that you do things with like different activities sport or whatever and the last sort being the the ones you are really authentic with that you can just be yourself with and and um, I would also define friendships as being for me, a, a true friend is somebody I, I can be myself with and who, you know, accepts me for who I am and vice versa. You have a level of uh, connection and that you don't necessarily with acquaintances or friends that you just do activities with. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that vulnerability, that connection, that, that closeness.
2: Uh, I would say these levels, let's say there's a level three, two, one of friendship. And let's say level one is the core friends. I think all the levels are necessary because mm-hmm. um, you, the core friends actually start as maybe level three and become level one. So actually, all levels are necessary because your core friends start, you know, could be a colleague or, you know, someone you go to do mm-hmm. sports with. And then gradually they reach level one. I no, think
1: reciprocity I, is really, yeah, it's really important. It. Otherwise, it would just be like, yeah, it would be a one-sided thing. And then if you feel like one-sided, then you feel rejected. And then I don't think friendship can function with rejection. And it could, I mean, it's very nuanced as well, reciprocity. Like, like your disclosure or vulnerability sharing could may not be commensurately reciprocated, right? And that is when this friendship will enter yeah. into a tension moment or into like a make-a-break point. Whether you can keep up or grow with me, or like, where can you? Whether we, is this even worth to even deepening our friendship? I think that's where I feel like the reciprocity really matters.
0: So it, it is it is important to be able to connect in the same depth with each other. Yeah. Have you had yeah. a time when you experienced a breakup, and you didn't think oh, you yeah, would break times. up with this person? <laughs> okay.
1: Yes, many
0: times. What happened? Do you <laughs> want to share a little bit? <laughs> Uh I
1: think it happened in a way that i yeah i think i I noted down in my um instead of my journal. I think what happened is that there is betrayal mm. there is backstabbing there is dishonesty uh and the other person basically didn't tell me what the truth was about certain things that happened between this person and my other friend and and it was quite slapping on the face you know when you discover something that you didn't expect and then coming from your own close friend and then you started having that conversation and then we we may not be friends anymore we haven't really reconciled it I mean to be honest up till today I I, I have forgiven this person Uh, I'm ready to reconcile but there are moments like that when also, it's like some other one-sided decision from my side. I don't think I want to re-engage with this person. Mm-hmm. But there is that mutual breakup. There is also that one-sided breakup that you just stop talking with the other person mm-hmm. and then let the, let the friendship sort of dissipate
2: mm-hmm. and
1: didn't even stay as what it was before. Mm-hmm. And I think since I started my journey of healing and then growing and personal development, I definitely lost numerous friends who either didn't vibe with me anymore or I didn't vibe with them. And then we remain just like a transactional friends, or friendship for pleasure or friendship for utilities. Use, Use yeah. yeah. Use, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, Jordan. In hindsight, when you look into it, what was the core of this?
1: Um, we were not mature enough to understand what really <laughs> considers <laughs> okay. a friendship. Right. Is this is friendship that developed since we were like elementary school and junior high school. Okay. And I think one of us just evolved into a different pathway of growth and we didn't have the same value of what constitutes a friendship and then whether that sort of like foundations of friendship still remain relevant and um, true to each of us. Mm -hmm. And I think one way is for me is honesty and authenticity. And when I discovered that inauthentic part of my friend and then this person was dishonest, I completely felt just betrayed. I was like, I thought I engaged with you as with this kind of person and then suddenly you are a different person. Mm -hmm. And it just felt so inauthentic and flabbergasting I think that's will be the right word yeah Mm. okay I just came up with three types of friends actually
0: okay
2: uh, Jordan was speaking I said "Mm, that's interesting the 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 friends for life you know the people that you know you meet and then they end up you you and when I say for life you are in contact for life and it's quite intense throughout your lifetime Mm. then they are the on and off you know there's some people you studied with and then you're not in contact with and then maybe Again, you get in touch with, and um, it's as if nothing has changed. And then, but they don't necessarily are active throughout your life. And then there's a third one where there's the breakup ones, you know, where there has been a bit of a drama around it. And um, I think in uh, friendships, like relationships, are um, a big opportunity to learn. I think, you know, they teach us a lot of things. And I think in uh, uh, friendships that break up, there have been the signs there. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot about yourself too, mm-hmm. uh, situation. Because it's, in my opinion, it's it when, when you look back, it's not that uh, you just discovered something about this other person that you didn't know necessarily. It's maybe you have ignored some signs. So actually, these breakup friends, as I say, are also supposed to happen. You know, you you learn a lot from them and through them.
0: got me thinking friendship is offering something unique compared to your other type of relationships sibling's relationship with family with parents your romantic partner or your life partner how do you how do you see this julie you, want, you, you because you you are mother and your wife I'm, I'm curious to see what you yeah
3: what well, do you think about i that? mean with friendships okay also with with your partner yeah. as opposed to to family or siblings I mean, you 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 get to choose your friends, right? It's it's a it's a deliberate or a, a conscious choice. Um, whereas, obviously, with family members, you're born into a particular family, um, so you don't necessarily get, you don't get to choose if you get on with them or not. Whereas, with with friends, you actually choose. You know, do I want to be friends with this person? Do I have you know do we have chemistry? Do we have that? Are we on the same wavelength? do we do we vibe with each other? Um, and you can choose then you know is this somebody I want to pursue or do I want to get to know them better? Do I want to pursue a relationship with them or not? So I think that is for me would be one of one of the i guess major differences between friends versus. Family or, or even colleagues, right? Because colleagues oftentimes you don't necessarily choose your colleagues. And going back to what Jordan was saying earlier, co- colleagues sometimes can become friends, but in a lot of cases don't. And certainly I found in Switzerland, I think colleagues are very much Colleague. work. Yeah, they, they, they don't socialize. And, and that, was, that was something that when I first arrived in Switzerland quite surprised me because I was thinking, oh, you know, going out for drinks on Friday evening or whatever. And there was none of that. And I no. thought, okay, this is a very different way of meeting people and making friends. You know. um, so we're friends, our <laughs> friends. It's, it's, yeah.
0: The only time we, we kind of see the lighter side of our colleagues is in the corporate Christmas dinner. Don't you agree, Julie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where there's yes. alcohol and music.
3: Yes. yes, exactly. All the summer party whatever, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes. Julie, coming back into your, you know, it's a choice, right? Uh, the diff- one of the difference is you choose, choose the one you vibe. Very similar to life partner in a way. Yeah. How is friendship different for you compared to your, uh, apart from not, you know, creating a family um, together? Yeah.
3: How does the, like, apart from yeah. the physical right, intimacy? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I. I like to think that you, you know, I certainly hope that, you know, your partner is also your friend, right? Um, and I think in the best partnerships, your your partner is is a friend. Um, having said that, I don't think you need to share everything. No, I don't think you need to necessarily share the same, the same interests um, with your partner. Similarly, you may not share this, Necessarily share the same interest with your friends either. Um, I think it, the similarities are feeling at ease enough with a person to be fully yourself and be fully authentic. So I would say, from my point of view, maybe more more similar more similarities than than differences. Differences,
0: okay, yeah.
2: I think that um, one mistake that a lot of people do is the fact that they're trying to. Uh, replace friends with their partner like they are expecting their life partner to be a friend like all friends and, or to be the sum of all friends they've got in their lives and uh, to be able to share all their deep secrets and do all these activities that they usually do with their friends with one person. And I think it doesn't practically work like that. And actually that can lead to, to big problems. problems. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. There are some things, in my opinion, that you just do with your friends and you don't do with your partner. You share with your friends, you don't share with your partner. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that, you know, it's it's not a complete relationship. Actually, it's just that your relationship, you know, with your partner, complements uh, your friendships. Mm. And then that becomes a whole
3: yeah, yeah. you know, my partner, my husband and I have, you know, very different interests. And mm-hmm. what I share with my friends, you know, my husband would sort of probably just go, uh, would freak out right? if, if he knew all of all of what we were talking about. Um, so you know, I don't necessarily share that with him or well, I just summarize on a very broad scale and, and he's fine with that, right? But I think, but we are free to... Be who we are within
1: the relationship, and I think that's the important thing. So I, th- I personally think friendship is. And I've been sort of listening to all of your answers. It's a privilege qualific- qualifier for any relationship mm. that we have with anyone in the world. I think it's a privilege on top. So, like for example, you can be, uh, you can be a brother and sister and father and mother to anyone, but it doesn't mean you are a friend to that person that you relate yourself to this other person. So you can be friend and uh, and a mother mm-hmm. to your. Uh, sorry, and a son to your mother for me I can be a friend and a brother to my sister I can be a friend and and a life partner to my partner right I think that friend and is definitely a privilege on top of any relationship that we have and I can be a colleague and a friend with my colleague in in the office right Um, I can be classmates and be friends. And I think that's where we need to distinguish because before our classification and categorization of relationship always been confined by what milieu we are operating in. Like, oh, classmates, they're friends. Or colleagues, they're friends. They're not necessarily, right? Because now that we have identified what constitutes a friendship, this became like a privilege to be attained to, to aspire to. And then if if one person doesn't check all the boxes of criteria that we set out for a friendship, then that means they're not our friends. And I think that's where I'm just like arriving at. I'm like, yeah, it's true. I have, I definitely am friends with my sisters, but not necessarily my brother, for example. I think the depth of conversation that we have is so, it's so shallow, but he's my brother. I'm forever bloodline tied to him,
2: mm-hmm. but I'm not
1: friends with him, right? But I have friends who are like deeply, like more than like a brother or like whatever, like just very close, but I will never be bloodline tied to him or her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's how I will take uh, how I can sort of, distinguish this different categorization and dissection of relationship that we have with all people on the planet
0: yeah yeah and I, I like also this idea of each relationship complement each other's and they're uniquely required uh, to, to keep us alive and thriving and they they are uniquely different and when you get mixed up I think you mentioned this, just now, Jordan, this really is a blocker, <laughs> a blocker for your, uh, your, your growth. So I am, I'm going to mention this. My parents, they are very focused only on the children. And at some point, my mother decided that I'm going to be her right hand to talk about her problems. So I was made to be her best friend, let's say, because she would tell me everything that I would tell my best friends. And that was hard for me. That was really, really difficult for me because I had to very early on grow up to understand what she's talking about. It, if, if, if she would have had a different person, uh, not her husband, maybe her best friend, <laughs> things would, be, would, would have been a bit easier for me because that certain relationship needs to go in a certain flow with a certain role, uh, a certain purpose. is serving a certain purpose. What do you think of this, guys?
3: I agree. And I think it's a, I think certainly what you've just tried, described, I think that's a, I think that's a heavy responsibility to put on a child. You know, it's a, it's, if you think of the family hierarchy or, you know, the generation, it's a different, it's a different hierarchy. And to put you at the same level is somehow, I think,
0: inappropriate. Mm, I completely um, agree. Because I'm yeah. also still the daughter. So I, it's not like I, I asked the person that was put in that, I have the freedom to tell her mm-hmm. <laughs> so everything and she would be fine with it because I'm not on her level. yeah. So it was a very, it creates a lot of inner tension. And, and I think that's also part of the reason why it's important to talk about this topic because it's a unique experience. It's a unique relationship for each of us.
2: I have a friend, actually, who, uh, a very good friend, Who uh, she has a daughter. Uh, When the daughter was around five years old, she kept on saying to her mother, "Uh, uh, mommy, we're friends, we're friends. (laughs) And uh, she would reply, no, we're not friends. I'm your mother. Mm -hmm. And for her, it was important to differentiate. Yes. And she told me, she, she felt she would be judged for saying that, so she told me about it. But I thought, no, that's absolutely You're right. You know, <laughs> yes. she, felt, she felt that for her, I mean, for other people, that may be fine, but for her, she, this shouldn't be mixed in her mm-hmm. opinion. I'm your mother, and yes, you can tell me whatever you feel comfortable, but I'm your mother. so, And I thought that was interesting.
1: Mm. Yeah.
3: My, my son so, okay. said that to me too more in the sense of when he's upset he goes you're not my friend and I'm like no you're right I'm not your friend I'm your mother <laughs>
1: yeah so, so that, 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 that reminds me of my conversation with my parents as well I think I mean Astuti and I, and I and my parents are Indonesians I think we have a certain sort of value set and perspective and just like expectations of what mother should be and father should be and then every time I talked to them when I was a kid I'm not your friend don't talk me like that and there is that kind of tone, right? And I think that's just sort of like resonates with what Konstantin just said about her, his friends about, I'm your mother. Like, I don't know what that implies. I don't even know what mother means or entail. I don't think no one really has cracked that secret code yet, but it's just beckons. And it's it sort of like, it behooves a, a more sort of deeper, sort of, I don't know, unpacking of like, what is, ex, what is friendship and what is motherhood, right? I think no one, none is, No one is really mature enough and reflective enough to really introspect that and really give and fulfill that role to anyone surrounding them. And now suddenly my parents, and then Astuti's mom, expect her to be her friend. When when she was a kid, maybe she was denied of that friendship. The same to me. I was denied of my friendship with my parents. Suddenly they want to tell me everything. like, wait, 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 wait. wait. How do you earn that trust to become my friend when you didn't even allow me to relate to you as a friend? There is that gap, right? There is that gap that suddenly parents await shit like, I thought you were my friends because you're adult. And I'm like, no, you didn't build that with me yet. Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought I was not your friend, I was your son. So, you mm-hmm. know, like, there is that confusion. I think that confusion is really what started a lot of intergenerational misunderstanding and gap as well. Mm-hmm. And inconsistencies. One mis- inconsistencies, mm-hmm. exactly. And I think we really need to pontificate and contemplate, like, what is it that our role we're serving to each of person in our life, right? And I think, again, this is why I feel like friendship is such a, it's such a it's it's not a state of relationship of itself it's a it's a i, I how do i describe it I, I i feel really difficult in articulating the the right word for this but it is definitely a qualification to a relationship mm. that it has a criteria to be fulfilled and it's a qualification to any relationship that we have whether it's motherhood like relationship between parents and children or like with siblings with colleague with Classmates, whatever, or strangers even, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's where it, when it's, you really nail it down, you know how to distinguish that, those differences.
0: So in a, in a very simplistic word, first we need to identify these people. So there was a certain things that kind of pulsating inside us. When you go, ooh... This person is interesting enough for me to invest. And then there's an aspect of deciding, right? Like, do I go further in? Because it's an investment from both parties. And then there's a part of, once you're in it, growing it. Okay? So (laughs) it's a relationship that doesn't stale, especially when we're talking about friendship for good, as Konstantinos was mentioning This means over time you are in touch and you have a certain amount of exposure to each other and the exposure grows usually with time. Just reflecting on your experience, when was that moment when you're like, this person is very special actually?
2: I had this question, what ignites friendship? Yes. And maybe there's not something that ignites it. Maybe there's a base, you know, maybe it's gradually. And I think that's a good question of Mm
3: -hmm. I think it starts with a certain chemistry. I don't know, for, for me anyway. It's sort of, and it's a feeling. It's a, it's, I, I can't even describe it, but somehow you, you know, you sort of know, Ah, I think, yeah, this person is on the same wavelength. Um, like the other day, I recently met somebody. Um, she's the friend of, you know, a good friend. And she said, oh, I, I met this person and she's really nice and think you might like her. And she introduced us and we met and I mean, she's a nice person, you know, no, no doubt about that. And we, we had a nice coffee. I just don't know if I would, mm. if she's somebody I would necessarily bother making a relation, you know, investing in a relationship with uh, just because it just felt like, I don't know. I, I sort of didn't quite feel the, necessarily the right chemistry mm-hmm. um, between us or at least on my part so yeah whereas the, the person that introduced us you know we understand each other very well she's she's somebody I've only met a few years ago um, but we hit it off immediately and although she didn't live here she you know she lives in the, in the U.S. we sort of maintained kind of maintained a friendship and you know she's come back visit every year and every every time she comes, we've we've meet up you know several times and there is you know there are common we have common interests there we share a lot with each other and about each other but yeah I I think it starts from this again going back to a feeling you know Mm -hmm. some kind of um chemistry and um -hmm. yeah just for me, it, just an inner knowing, I suppose. Yeah.
2: Mm, I would say um, yes. It's definitely a feeling that um, a gut feeling that manifests, though, with fun, with humor, alignment in humor, mm. with uh, uh, laughing at each other's jokes. Because yes, there's the element of sharing and dark secrets, and you know, and a lot of trust. But this wouldn't survive if, if there wasn't fun included in it so there needs to be some kind of you need to connect on that level too on a fun humor level as i I totally agree with julie you know it's about a gut feeling but uh, it manifests with this uh, fun aspect
1: yeah uh, building on top of what julie and constantin said i think it is true i think it's always started with the chemistry i'm like oh i get the vibe and then i think just to complete if i may like constantin description the funness and the humor definitely exist in some of my friendship, but like sometimes those friendships do not necessarily contain the other part of fun, which is the sadness, right? I think a friendship that I would love, love and will continue to invest in is a friendship that holds space, safe and nourishing space for both fun and the non-fun of life. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what really enrich and describe what life in general And that's really what continues to keep my friendship going with the friendship that I still maintain until the day. The ups and downs in life, they're always there for me. I think so. I definitely need the fun and laughter. I also need their, their emotional ears and hearts to listen to my sorrow. I think that's where I feel like friendship is complete. Like, you definitely have that non judgmental, unconditionally accepting sort of presence, not only like they are there and they're like, like texting someone, like I don't know, like their mind somewhere else, but they're really holding space for you and validating your experiences and hearing you out about whatever you share with them. I think that's what really uh, a kind of friendship that I want to invest more in. Mm. It's definitely started with the chemistry first.
0: Mm. What I feel, I, I, I don't have, like, like Constantinos says, I have just less than 10 super close friends that I would just pour out all my emotions to at any day. And, uh, and when I look back into how I met all these people, there are two things that are uh, very interesting. Uh, one is I notice them and the, the connection is not always immediate. So they could be something like a couple of days, couple of months, couple of years, but I notice them and it leaves an imprint somehow. And if, when I ask myself, what is this imprint saying? It's like, I see you. It's a feeling like I see you and it's not him or her as a person, but there is something in the person that I was kind of connecting with and that it's not necessarily immediately followed up. That's number one. And number two is, this is, I've been friends with Konstantinos for decades now. And I remember, I, I saw, I know who he was for a long time before we actually had the spark ignited. We were in the same meeting and we quite individually, we were observing the room. I, I don't know if you remember this, Constantinos. And, uh, and there was a moment something happened in the room. We look at each other and we started laughing because we understood exactly what happened. And we were the only two people laughing out of all like, I don't know, almost 20 people in the room. And uh, I was thinking, oh, and, and then when we, when we finished the meeting, he came out and he tapped on my shoulder and he said something like, I know what you're doing here. And he didn't even specify, but I know exactly what he says. And since then, the thing grows and grows really quick. And it has stayed. And with Julie, for example, it's not immediately that we are becoming really Mm -hmm. close. It took us, what, seven years or something before we actually get to a a beginning of really something really deep. And, but it was just that spark. I agree Mm -hmm. with, I think you say chemistry, attention, and that imprint in my system. I, I, I feel like, I see you or you see me, basically. And that's, uh, I don't know how to word it better.
3: Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. I remember writing something in my journal years ago, saying something about, you know, oh, I'd be working with you further or something. And, mm-hmm. and I, when I read it back, I thought, that's weird because I don't even yeah. know you very well at the time. You know, yeah. we, we knew each other, but not very closely. And I thought, that's in, that's an interesting, you know, idea to be, Express. Yes. Um but yeah we, we certainly have grown you know yeah very close over the last yeah,
0: few years few years very very close yeah. and 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 this adult friendship for me is a real nice gift because it's a, it's a really something to cherish because we are so busy in our lives with so many different responsibilities and when you have this growing it's like wow it's magical it's almost the, the word I would use is 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 magical but that's I think I th- the reason why I'm bringing it up now is that that feeling may come way, way earlier, and the timing where the relationship needs to grow may be, you know, immediately or not. And to be, o- to be actually open to yourself to feel when that imprint is there and to acknowledge it, and just to, I noted that, is, is also very be important because we are too busy. And uh, you know, millennial world, Jordan, and this is something that I would like you to talk about. It we are all we are so fast and rushing, and we have we have different inputs of information, or source of information of inputs that we sometimes not even connecting to recognize this this special imprint or special connections. Mm-hmm.
1: So you may confuse your Instagram friends and Facebook friends or your friends. Right. That's have been a conversation that has been going on for decades decade for me. When I joined college, Facebook already existed and it already became like a college plat- online platform, right? Oh, she added, me on, uh, or she added me on Facebook. Are you friends? Right? Like that's the other confusion that we have now. Oh, he followed me on Instagram or he followed me on Twitter or whatever. Like w- w- you name all the social media platform nowadays. And people confuse, as in, like, online, as easy as online click, constituted as like an investment in a friendship, a real life friendship. And that's, if I may say, bullshit. (laughs) I definitely have 3,000 friends on Facebook and I don't know, 1,000 followers on on Instagram, but like, they're not my friends. Like, they're just spectators of your life. Mm. They know all your updates and they're the one who like your achievements if you really have an ego to be inflated, right? So, um, I think um, I think as a millennial, because we, most of us are like we definitely feel that gap, uh, that transition from like analog to internet, and we definitely felt there was like a time where we just and nourish and cultivated friendship offline, and suddenly everything became online, and then everyone became like globalized. you're privileged enough to even travel and like enjoy like a broad experiences, and then you keep in touch through Facebook and whatever, right? And I think that's where the sort of existential questioning sort of emerge among millennials now like uh, what does it mean to be online friends and offline friend and So far, I mean for me, it's not really black and white like I definitely have I've, I live in so many countries and I definitely have a lot of friends in many countries, but I Don't make that black and white distinction or just because you're online friends. That means you're not really friends anymore so when people ask me like do you still have that friends when you meet for years and when you haven't met for years, but when you meet again, you as if only have met yesterday. Yes, I have. And that's been facilitated through online, right? And it is, this technology platform only helps me and enables me to to be the spectator, right? Quote, unquote, of their life and their to my life. And then we pick up those cues about like what what events happen in our life. And then like we bring that up as a topic to even deepen our friendship. So they're, they're just tools for us. Um, so, yeah, like I think... I definitely have friends I haven't met for like two years, one year, but like when we talk again on even a video call, like it feels like we just like met yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like nothing has like you know completely been missed. Um, but I definitely treasure like offline friendship better when you meet every weekend in the same city that you live in, and those are really also friends that you can sort of take on the opportunity to deepen and cultivate. So the question is, has Facebook
2: harmed friendship a bit by by defining by by Having this phrase on the button, add friend, uh, because yeah. it's not mm. really a friend, it's right. a connection. Right. So, um, and it's not a problem if you already, like our generation, didn't have Facebook growing up. So, we kind of got trained in what a friend is before that. <laughs> yes. <So imagine laughs> you're completely young and you start by seeing this button, add friend. So, it gives you the perception that these people are friends. And then that it, it could create a bit of a confusion. For example, one of the things that triggers me a bit on Facebook, which I, I've never done, I would never do, is when people wish happy birthday to someone else on Facebook. Yes. But <laughs> everyone can see. First, a generic message that everyone else can see. If you're a friend, you wish you do a personal message that no one sees. And I find that very weird. It's very strange to me. And ne- I've never done it. I'm not judging it. I am a bit, but
0: uh, <laughs> yes, you are. It's okay. it's
1: We're okay. all judging beings we are we?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> without which we cannot survive in this like very rapacious planet, right? Like, um, so can I respond to that, Constantine? I think I stopped wishing happy birthday on Facebook. Me too. No, when I when I start realizing, oh shit, this feels meaningless, this is very vapid, you know, very insipid. Like, what is the meaning and essence of this wish? when I haven't even met this person or like only once, right? So I use Facebook Facebook uh, birthday reminder on me. So oh now I remember my friend's birthday and I'm gonna wish them personally in a WhatsApp or like call them or like send them a birthday card. So I really use them as a platform to enable me to maintain uh, and uh, in, I don't know like deepen my friendship like with these tools, right? Because sometimes people are just too busy to update you and sometimes they just like you know effortlessly share whatever on Facebook or Instagram and then let the world know what's going on with their life. So they, again, as I alluded earlier, it's a cue. And I agree with you, I think Facebook definitely disip- dilutes the meaning of friendship, right? It's definitely should be rephrased as like add connection, connection as opposed to add to friend. I definitely thought that it was a friend when I'm Facebook friend with someone mm. back then when I was very gullible and naive. But now like as millennials, we are in our 30s and then we're just like, wait, wait, where do we, our Facebook friends go, right? And it'll be who will be more like questioning and reflection again. I'm like, okay, are these friends or not? Like some people completely delete their Facebook now and then they just want to go offline. Mm-hmm. and really want to go the most meaningful way of curating their friendship or maintaining their presence online like they want to be more meaningful about it in sharing their their life with whom right and i mean i think technology companies are trying to catch up with that that's why they have like close friend circle and in instagram or like even in snapchat like another generation z people who are born until 1995 have that also different complete meaning of what friendship means right these are the people that they think they can sort of share their darker secret. And then that's why there's a lot of abuse now in Mm. online platform. There's a trust and safety team who really investigate because these younglings do not really know what it means to have friendship. They think they can share everything, but then you realize the very foundation of friendship is trust Mm. and online trust is different from offline trust, right? Online trust is so, um, it's like a mirage. Like it's as if it is real trust, but it can definitely be abused anytime without any accountability. And I think that's what's scary. (music)
0: So what are your tips now based on what have been working for you on maintaining deep friendship or maintaining and growing deep friendships?
2: Can I, can I just uh, put an asterisk here in yes. your question? Sometimes, you know, a friendship, sometimes we grow into different directions.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, And that's fine too. Mm-hmm. and actually there's a common theme also in this group about uh, you know spirituality and uh, you know discovering yourself a bit deeper and sometimes people it's not about being um, better than the others it's just growing to another different direction so sometimes you diverge a bit and that's fine and then some you know you're not friends anymore with these people because you cannot share what you know how you have evolved over time so yes I totally agree there is an effort that needs to be made with a lot of people but sometimes it's a bit futile to do it with some other people Mm -hmm. sorry
0: i want to ask uh, from two angles you don't need to answer all this from both angles but you're very welcome to what do you need to do for the relationship and what do you need to do in yourself so the relationship can grow
1: That's a very heavy question. <laughs> <laughs> <And> me neither. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. us, you busted us.
0: Okay. <laughs> Take your time.
1: <laughs> oh, God. That's...
2: I can start and say, I mean, a few thoughts, random thoughts. I think to learn to listen without judgment. And that's really hard. Mm because we are biased so let's say for example a friend has come and told you that they have done drugs and you know you may have you know if you're a true friend you're listening and you don't judge it you may say your own uh, fears about it because that's also revealing okay I've got some fears but not really judging and I think the other person can feel it if you're judging so that's one way to maintain a relationship to constantly challenge your own biases because as uh, I said people grow to different directions do different things and you need to be open that's one thought
3: yeah I would I would agree I think with what Constantine said I think you know supporting your friends through through thick and thin right being there for whatever it is that they're going through and and um Accepting and, and being non-judgmental and, and trying to be compassionate really um, and supportive I think is this one important sort of piece to, towards um, sort of growing the relationship
1: yeah I think I would add like a continuous acceptance I think I find myself many times in terms of my friendship that like whether I want to accept that new feature of my Friends, to be accepted by me or not, right? Because I think that's also rooted in judgment. Whether what something when I judge something, and this is good or right or bad or, or wrong, like um, is it something that I want to accept that as is, or something that I want to nudge them to change, right? I think friendship that continue to grow with me are the ones that I unconditionally c- accept that as is, and I think that's also re- it's complemented with the skill of listening and going through thick and thin, as Julie said. Um, and also, I think what is required for me is is definitely compassion um I think this is a skill that i 'm also uh, trying to like um masterfully apply to myself first because if i cannot be compassionate to myself, well sometimes it happens the other way around I can be so compassionate to other people but i 'm the least compassionate to myself and I think that it 's a skill that we're we 're trying to really uh, i 'm trying to really apply right compassion is this as Eckhart Tolle said like You know, a state where you just connect, not through the forms, you connect through the formless, which is the the energy, the presence, the emotions. You don't even need to say anything, but you are there for the person to validate whatever they experience. And that is a skill that I have been trying to acquire and then really internalize because I definitely have been brought up and conditioned to have friendship that is judging filtering right because your parents always tell you don't be friends with that person don't be friends with that person right they always have that criteria about what's good and bad for you and then you as an adult have a much more discerning capability to really choose who your friends are and if you have chosen them whether you want to continue to choose them always and accept them and i think that is requiring compassion listening and being there for them Mm. and i think that's requiring from you as well right right I, I would also
2: add you need to dedicate time mm-hmm. to the person, you know, yeah. time, definitely. You need to make an effort to give time. And as a subcategory of time is you need to create also new memories with this mm-hmm. person. So because you may know someone for a very long time, you've been like, you know, with us, you know, with ISEC, you know, we've spent so much time and great memories in conferences, etc., but then it's not about living with those memories. You need to create new ones and you need to make an effort like you know, when you had your birthday on the Greek island or when we went to see Stonehenge. You know? And I think okay. you also need to make space and time for this, for the relationship to continue to grow. It's not living with memories of the past. Right. Um, because it has some limitations. And another thing would be boundaries. You need to set boundaries even with your friends. Right. And, uh, I mean, it's not... Mm. Like an unlimited. So, for example, yeah, there's a, a friend could be going through a very, very difficult phase, and they can be sharing a lot about this. But you also have your own issues. There's some boundaries, so you need also to set boundaries. And if it's a true friendship, that wouldn't be a problem.
0: I completely agree with you, Constantinos. I think in relations to what you said about time, it's also about being present. Uh, I have been noticing that in one of the people that I was close with, we, we interacted a lot, but for some reason, she was still seeing me as I was three years ago, and that was not because of lack of interaction. But I think maybe when we were interacting, the person wasn't always present to to, to sense where I'm at today, and that was very painful. Two things that I I, I learned. Even when we are still in the friendship and the person chooses, or one of us decided to change the pace of growth or going into different directions, I think allowing grief to to take place is very important. It's it's just because it was such an important company in in the journey of life that we allow ourselves to grieve when this change. And the other thing also is when we is to I learn how to know when to push or just allow the space for the relationship to do what it, needs, it needed to do. So there's a trust that you don't need to do something all the time, but there could be a combination of you do something and you allow things to kind of fall into place or grow itself in in without your direct interaction or interference. And uh, this was one of the hardest for me. In my mind, connection means you are connecting all the time and sometimes not doing anything is actually allowing the relationship to kind of strengthen itself, if that makes sense.
2: I, I like your last phrase, what you said. I think it summarizes very well that you need also to allow space, you know, to evolve organically. Yes, it's a combination of doing things, but also not doing things mm-hmm. and allowing it to evolve organically and naturally.
1: I would say invest in your friendship as much as you invest in your education and, or in any kind of worthy sort of like possession, quote unquote, that you have in your life. I think friendship is such an invisible asset in our life that they actually are the backbone to our sort of like existence, social existence, I guess, uh, or survival, Um, because friendship also is As I already alluded earlier, it's a, it's a privileged qualification to any relationship that you have for whatever features that it's sort of already sort of um, associated with, from, at least for me, the criteria. Um, and it's okay to have some transactional friendship or friendship of use and friendship of pleasures, but definitely try to have a friendship for good, as what Julie said earlier. And it's as a millennial myself, like I've been, you know, like been sort of confused and misled by the online and offline. I realized, like in the end of the day, it's not about the online and offline. It's really what in the intentions are, and what you make of it. And then this growing realization and wisdom that you have discovered from living longer in this planet and realizing what truly constitutes as a meaningful friendship, and friendship that is nurturing and nourishing you as I already like alluded earlier in the beginning about Winnie the Pooh, like friendship is nice to have because they don't judge you, they should not judge you, but they go alongside with you. Mm. And that alongside has such a huge sort of space for time, boundaries, acceptance, compassion, even love uh, to sort of like flourish. And I think that's what makes life so meaningful. And then this is proven many times by psychological research People who live longest are the ones who have the most meaningful friendship, right? This right. is the Harvard studies. That Harvard studies. And also in an Islamic saying, the Prophet said, like, if you don't want to die soon or something, you should definitely have a silatul rahmi, which is like a, a friendship with, yeah, with family and then with your friends. Like, have that meaningful conversations or strengthen your silatul rahmi, strengthen your social ties. That's what the Prophet said, right? So it's been proven many times throughout human lifetimes and civilizations and periods and... Whatever, right? That that's friendship. It is such a backbone to human existence and survival, and I guess to human flourishing as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I would say I think along similar lines to what Jordan has said, you know, to treasure your friend, to treasure your friends, and and not to ignore them. Yes, speaking as a as a mom, I think it's often when somebody becomes a mom, you tend to focus all your or a lot of your energy on your family, um, and they become in some ways a substitute for external friendships or, you know, other things outside the home. And, uh, I think it's particularly important for women who are who are moms to, mm-hmm. well, everyone, but women who are moms to really, I think, keep those friendships going and, and treasure them. And, uh, yeah, because you know, at some point your family grows up, your kids leave the house, and then if you don't maintain those friendships, you suddenly find like, oh, I don't quite know what to do now, and I'm at a loss. So maintain those connections and treasure them.
2: I would also like to end with a bit of a Greekness since I'm Greek. The Greek word for friend is phyllos, which actually means uh, there are two explanations for that the etymology. One is kiss, phyllos, phyllis, so it actually means kiss. And there's another uh, version which is the one who is uh, close. Mm-hmm. That's also then um, actually the etymology. Why not? Just Why not? Yes. Greek etymology. Greekness.
0: Thank you. So, on that note, I would like to. Thank you all very much for sharing your reflections and uh, for your time. And I hope this will be very useful input for many of us as we are walking further, deeper in life. So on, um, thank you very much. And to everyone thank listening, you. I'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks.